Hello and welcome everyone to the Startcast. This is episode 120 of the podcast run by Press Start Australia. Wow, I stuffed that up really, really bad. Let's go again. <gasps> well, well done, Matt. I oh, know. Thank you. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. This is episode 120 and I am your host, Jake Barras. This week, I am joined by my fellow gamers, Brody. Hello. And Shannon. Hello. Shannon, it has been too long since you've been on a podcast. Welcome back. Thank you very um, much. It's have great you been to listening? be back. I feel like I've missed you guys just enough. Oh, just enough. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been much. listening to bits and pieces. Okay. Most of the well, spot yeah. the wiki, just planning my comeback. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll see if we play it this week. Um, we've got a ton of stuff to go through. We've got uh, so many things just were announced and revealed and, and whatnot. So, we're going to jump into all of that. But before we do, boys, we just had packs. Do you want to give a bit of a, a highlight of your of your weekends? We got to hang out, which is not very often that we do. Um, so that was nice. I like seeing you guys in person, like always. Shannon let me sleep in his bed, so that was fun as well. Um, oh. But I know. But Shan, do you want to give us a a highlights reel of your PAX adventures? Um, probably just catching up with everyone. I was just thinking before it was a week, exactly a week ago, that we were on that pirate ship on the Docklands Holy or wherever it moly. was. It was a week ago. I'm still thinking it was like two days ago. Yeah, I, yeah, it's gone quick. Um, but yeah, definitely right. just spending time as a team for a few days and having everyone in is definitely the highlight. Like, there's not a whole lot there oh. for us to cover apart from a few indie games and mm. the other stuff that you guys talk about. But yeah, definitely was good to have everyone together once a year. What about, what about you, Brady? Um, yeah, it was a bit of fun. Like Shannon said, it was good to sort of catch up with the team and even for me, just uh, meet some of the extended team that are from other states and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I didn't get to experience too much of PAX itself. I, um, beside the panel, I think the only other thing I did was wait in line while they tried to sort out my pass. So, That's um, fun. Yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. But um, beyond that, no, I was good. I, I enjoyed myself. Do you want to give us a rundown of uh, for the listeners about our panel and how it went? Um, yeah, I think it went pretty well. Uh, so basically what we did was a... Um, uh, SNES mini sort of classic retro fun game night sort of thing where we just uh, got members of the uh, the crowd that turned up. They uh, they jumped up on stage with us and played a few Super Nintendo games. And I, f- I remember correctly, I think I yes. trashed Shannon at Street Fighter. Trashed him. Shannon, oh, can I, you confirm? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you probably did, but we won overall, so that's all that matters. It was a team effort. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, 1v1 no. mean what the wiki mate. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, guys, settle down, settle down. Shout out to, um, it was Alan, wasn't it? Alan won. Yeah. Uh, we Alan. gave away a SNES Mini. They played What the Wiki during our, our panel as well, and Alan was the uh, champion. So if you're listening, Alan, well done. Congratulations, and thanks to and everyone special, that uh, played along. Special shout out to new crew member Brady, who took a shirt. Of course, yes. Good old Brady. little Brady. Our, our youngest, probably, uh, crew member now. Um, so yep, hopefully he's 14, we'll, nine months, so we can put him to work. But all right. yep, just slightly Shana, older got, than you, in or younger than have, you, in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, have you got work for Brady already lined up, Shannon? <laughs> yeah, we've got to bring the new wave of slaves <laughs> <Lazy> in. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Okay, you went there. Anyway, Ooh. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Pax was Pax was good. Like like you said, Shannon, it was nice, kind of like meeting people and catching up with people. But there wasn't like a whole lot. Like I think, it, I was thinking about it this year. There, like last year, there was like Horizon and mm. like some other games that like we just hadn't had a chance to actually play yet. But most of the ones we kind of had. I think there what there was Detroit there, and there was God of War that we hadn't really. Yeah, I think it's more because like everyone's sort of flown to events and stuff this year and played like yeah. some of the bigger titles. Well, yeah, that too. Like mm. I know not everyone went to E3 and Gamescom, but I feel like everyone's at least sort of been to one or two things and played mm. a few games in advance. Yeah, I don't know what it was like last year, but it seemed like this year there was a massive like sort of streamer and like sort of YouTube personality presence. Mm. And yeah, more... there, were, there was some streaming, but it's definitely going down that path. Like everyone just wants to get their brand yeah. out there and the way to do that is by getting was... people to stream. There were yeah. a lot more um, like uh, like companies there, like mm. like the computer graphics companies and like all like those separate little things rather than actual um, game developers and, and things like that. But um, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway let's uh let's move in while we were at pax so many things released so many people were like oh my god why is pax on this weekend because all i want to do is go home and play things like mario and assassin's creed and everyone received their review copies of their xbox one so we're going to dive into that stuff now let's start off with the xbox one we did receive one there is an unboxing video up on our website pressstart.com.au and shannon you're about to release a review aren't you yeah, I haven't written it as of the point of this podcast, but I think I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm going to say, to be honest. Do you want to give us a rundown of your experience with the Xbox One, the world's most powerful console? Yeah, definitely. Xbox and ask X. any questions Xbox One X, if yeah, you want along the way, because, yeah, that'll be the best okay. way to do it. But, yeah, I think everyone <laughs> kind of knows what to expect. Like, so far, the only games that I have, like, we've got a shit ton of games, obviously, but... It was Gears of War that was the only thing playable on Xbox One. Not playable, but enhanced for like the first three or four days. Now there's like Zoo Tycoon, Disney Rush, Disneyland nice. Adventures. All those top tier games. Yeah, I think the a few classics. others. But none of the big ones like Forza or Assassin's Creed or Shadow of War, they're oh, still really? not updated. So, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, I'm not the biggest graphic Nazi person. Like, I've got a 4K HDR TV, but even when the Pro came out, like, I definitely notice when something's 4K, but it's not, like, huge for me. So, I think Gears obviously looks great, but it to me, it looked great two years ago. Like, I never thought, wow, I wish the resolu- resolution was more or mm. there were t- these textures. But, like, I never thought that. So... I think it all runs a little bit smoother. Gears obviously looks amazing. Like, I'm sure it is in 4K and I'm sure it does look better, but I, it's just so hard to make that comparison unless you, like, put the two yeah. side by side or go back, which you're not going to do. So, yeah, it looks great, but I don't know. It <laughs> it's If if I paid $650, like, ex- from an Xbox One S expecting for things to be life-changing, like, I don't know that I would say that it was life-changing, I feel like it's it's like you're saying it's always one of those things where especially now like we've got full HD and now we've got like 4K like the step up from those like even though 4K yes it's crisper it's nicer like it's not something that you instantly like are like oh yes this is a better yeah picture so like I like it, I think it's it is hard when you know you've got this whole like this whole console about you know it, you know 4K quality HDR blah 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 
and like I guess not doing that side by side to appreciate it because I, th- I feel like our brains always remember something being like looking awesome yeah. because at the time it was awesome yeah um, it's well it's like you you don't really remember what ps2 and ps1 look like now until you go back and look at a video or you go back yeah. and play something yeah but yeah exactly right. i don't know i thought the same when ps4 pro came out like i'm sure it's better like if you're buying your first xbox like definitely buy the one x and i'm sure you'll love it like the actual form factor of the console like is amazing like looking back to what the xbox one was when it first released it was that giant thing with a mm. power brick like this is you you saw it jake like it's a sleek console yeah, absolutely. And it, it runs like silently. Like my PS4 Pro sounds like a freight train, but this is like <laughs> whisper quiet. That's awesome. The only other thing that I can actually like critique about it is the fact that they didn't include an elite controller. Like I feel like for me, if mm. someone's spending $650 to upgrade, like at least that would be something physical that they could upgrade to or they would feel justified in their purchase. Well, that's even like when I was filming the unboxing video, I was kind of like, yeah, cool. Like, you know, when I was like, you know, working out the voiceover and everything for it, I was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, it's just a normal controller. Like, there's nothing. Mm. You, there wasn't anything like special, like, to say about it. Like, yeah, and I'm sure it's a cost thing. Like, I don't really know about teraflops and all that kind of thing, but I'm sure that they are either making a loss or like just coming in not even on this. But it's it's what? the situation they're in. Like, they need to do everything right and put as much in this package as possible. What about um? like the ui and everything because that's supposed to have a yeah i've honestly not used an xbox one at length in like a few months because mine broke but mm. I, I used the one s for a few weeks i'm sh- I'm sure it's quicker like i've always hated the xbox one ui and jump in if you want to correct me or anything brody but to me it's always been clunky <laughs> it always freezes like it's been a nightmare and so far this has been really smooth and pretty good to be honest but I don't know mm. if that's just this new UI, which Brody told me is on all platforms, mm. or if it's the power helping it. Like, it looks crisp. feels a lot better than when it first came out. But I don't know if the smoothness is down to the 1X, or if it's just they've released, like, 10 iterations since the first one came out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of thinking it has to be for the 1X, because I just got, like, the new UI on my Xbox One, and it's just a piece of shit. All right. Like... <laughs> Like, I couldn't even get tell the, us the, how you really feel. I, I couldn't even get the dash to load earlier. Yeah, I was trying to get on to it, it download the game. Very slow. Like, yeah, like like the da- and like I've just got a black screen for like when I boot up. Yeah, and like I have to hit the home button to like get the the guide up to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's just either not loading or it's not done it properly or I don't know. But, so, but that's oh, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I think that's going to be the selling point for a lot of people uh, with the One X. Yeah. Um, is just like you know quicker load times like faster ui and stuff because i've for been like for like two and a half years i've thought man this is just the most sluggish console yeah i feel like you like you yourself will know better than anyone whether you want to upgrade like don't believe the hype of the world's most powerful mm. console because it's only marginally above and it's the same for the ps4 pro like obviously i like playstation more than xbox but i said the same thing a year ago and i would still say it now like if you notice your games running below 60 fps or you notice resolution drop or your console's running slow then yes upgrade but if you're not noticing those things like don't expect like a ps2 to ps3 size jump yeah i felt like that especially with these like in between steps with these new consoles with the pro and the x and stuff like that i feel like it it's very much separated like that as well like you know, unless you're really into your games, unless you're a hardcore gamer, like, 
yeah, sure, you'll you'll mm. go with those step ups, but like even I, I was thinking about the other day because I like my PlayStation has always had the ejecting disc problem. So every now and again it it starts up again. I have to fix it. But like I was thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, like obviously for me, I'd probably just get a pro but at the same time like if i walked into the store and they were like hey we don't have any pros we just have like a ps4 slim whatever i'd be like that's fine yeah because <laughs> it's it's not a massive upgrade right like, i feel like it's it's kind of like with like iphones right and they bring out the s it's yeah it's got mm. a couple of extra features make it a little bit faster but it's not something so massive that i'm like oh my god yeah. i want one for sure there's this a few just- sorry go brady no, I was, I was gonna say that's what I was just thinking. Though I was, I was wondering if consoles are gonna get to a point where they're gonna be like phones, like where like they'll bring in a new iteration out every year or two years, and mm-hmm. like release them on plans and stuff like that that you can pay off gradually. Oh god, that would be the, annoying. the thing annoying me about it all is like obviously I'm reviewing the console, and it was exactly the same issue with the pro. Like I'm reviewing the console, so obviously Microsoft want me to be as informed as possible and like have the information on hand to to let gamers know positive things about mm. the console. And even I don't really understand, like, is it when it's 1X enhanced, is certain games native 4K? Are they that weird checker box 4K? Are they just upscaled to between 1080p and 4K? Are they running at 30 or 60? Like, it's just so inconsistent and ambiguous. The, yeah. The one thing that the 1X does better than the PS4 Pro is, like, it'll actually tell you this game is 1X enhanced. Like, you can select that in your game library and it shows you the only 1X enhanced games. Where PS4 Pro, you just have no idea. Mm. Mm. So yeah. that, that's really good. Like, I'm loving that. Like, you know if the update's been applied. You know if it's 1X enhanced. Like, PS4 Pro, you're just guessing. Like, there's nothing that says if it's enhanced or not. Mm. Mm. Odd. Odd, odd, odd. Well, as a resident, uh, I guess, Xbox lover, Brody, are you mm. gonna? Are you thinking about getting Xbox One X? I currently have one pre-ordered, and I've oh. sort of been getting um, sort of like worded up by Shannon over like the last week or so oh, as God, to whether it's going to be worth my money. Yeah, I, I and, you know, you are the best person to decide that. I really believe that. Like, yeah, no, but I, I sort of just want to know, like, because the things I want to know aren't things that they've marketed like they they haven't let anyone sort of know obviously you assume the ui is going to run faster but they haven't shown it yeah like running faster i can can definitely say it's fast like i remember when the xbox one like when i was playing it religiously like maybe six or 12 months ago like it was Mm. sluggish like i don't know if it was because my xbox was dying but like it was constantly freeze i'd go to the next page and it just wouldn't do it like it was so janky where this feels really smooth I like to believe that it would be a good UI if it ran properly. So it's it's just like little quality of life things like that. Like it, whereas if it ran mm. smooth smoother, I feel like I'd just I'd probably use the console more because as yeah. it is, I've sort of drifted away slightly from Xbox in the last few months. But so um yeah, I guess I've got a day or two to decide whether I want to still get it um before JB Hi-Fi take my money. So um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still sort of on the fence, but I'm sort of leaning toward like why not just get it, but it is a lot of money, I suppose, so. Well, yes. I um I can confirm that the blow-up mattress in Shannon's house is quite comfortable, so he might allow you to stay over for the next 2 days and really get a handle and on the Xbox really one. Really get into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, no I was comment. Gonna, no I was, comment. Uh, no, like, I was going to uh, yeah. I could have gone many places with that, but I shan't. <laughs> la, 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 la. All right. One place we should go is into the next topic. How about that? Ha, great Good segue. segue. 
Brody, over to you. You have just recently reviewed Assassin's Creed Origins. It mm-hmm. is one of the uh, major AAAs that have just come out. Uh, you did say in your review that you've, you know, Origins has allowed you to fall back in love with Assassin's Creed. Do you want to let us know kind of what you thought about it and let the listeners know why they should be grabbing it, this and playing this? Yeah, um, well, in my review, I sort of called it like the definitive action-adventure game for this year, which I did cop a bit of flack on, and for reasons that are probably fair enough. But um, <laughs> I, I do genuinely believe that it's probably the best action-adventure game I've played this year. And um, like, it's just got such a, a big, engrossing world. Like, Egypt is just fascinating. I've always thought that. So to be able to sort of apply that to an Assassin's Creed context where they sort of add a little bit of fiction to you know what history actually is and I, I guess i don't know about the history of egypt anyway whether it is documented entirely accurately or anything but um it's just a yeah really interesting setting i think and um the fact that they've like reworked the combat from the ground up and everything like that mm. and it's like running on such a like nice engine and everything it's just mm, it's very juicy and tasty to play it's, it's very fun because we've like we've all played it shannon you've played it right yeah cool so because i asked you brody when i saw you at pax was it pax or maybe it was another podcast i can't remember but um like combat for me when i played it it was a big one that i was like whoa this is different and i i said to you like it's it's quite a shock at first if you're used to playing a assassin's creed game like it's it's a completely different system like Mm. and and you had said yeah you kind of get used to it along the way you get you, you know you kind of you get the rhythm of it but you're still having to think for certain enemies to equip certain weapons and, yeah. and things like that i think it's mainly it was mainly jarring for me at first because i was sort of returning from like with expectations of like earlier assassin's creed games and it's so different to those yeah. Yeah, if you're coming too. in fresh you'd probably you wouldn't notice it at all because it's it's a very modern combat system like very 2017 like it's not too dissimilar from something like horizon or even uh, to a lesser extent, I wasn't going to say Tomb Raider, but uh, I don't know, something like that maybe. But it's very like sort of mm. counter heavy, looks more slower and methodical sort of. Like it's less yeah. just timed counters and stuff like that. Like it would be in the older games or in like maybe the Batman games or something like that. I feel like there's a bit more nuance to it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more strategy I feel mm. to it. there's a lot of like, oh, what's this enemy? How I take it down? Do I need yeah. a shield? Do I not need a shield? And like, with the scaling enemies and stuff like that, like like the fact that their levels scale up and you can run into enemies that are just too tough for you, that can be whittled down if you really want to. It makes you sort of be a bit more careful. Mm. Shannon, did you find like with any of the demos or previews that you played, like was that RPG kind of element of, of leveling up and obviously the levels of your weapons and stuff now, was that kind of a, a surprise to you or was it a something that you're kind of like, oh yeah, this is different and I, it needed in an Assassin's Creed game? Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it in Horizon Zero Dawn too. Like I know they're different games, but I, I just think it's better knowing how much damage you're doing and how much you've got left to kill someone rather than just sort of shooting blindly. But I I don't think I've played it since E3 when I spent like three hours with it, but I found the combat to be quite difficult. I don't know if it was just because there was a learning curve or whatever else, but I definitely don't remember it being challenging in previous games. Oh, no, hands down. I was dying so much. And I like, 
I had mm. one of the Ubisoft team like watching me just like laughing at me. I was like, dude, this is hard. Like yeah. I remember playing Assassin's Creed 3 and I would literally just go to an area where I knew like all these like soldiers would run at me and just start stacking them up. Like just, you know, like hit, 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 parry, hit, yeah. hit, hit. Like, like that was kind of fun in, in a way, but like, you know, they were pointless. But this one, it was actually really challenging. I died so many times, but like you're saying, Brody, I, I think it's definitely a welcomed change and it makes just makes like traversing the world even like you become more cautious about maybe what you encounter and and that mm. kind of stuff as and well it feels more authentic yeah like, I was, you wouldn't expect to be able to just kill like greek gods like it was nothing i was gonna ask you played on just a regular ps4 i did yeah no, and I don't you didn't notice any slowdown or any weirdness no 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 slowdown i mean there was the odd bug and glitch and stuff like that but i feel like that's just part of the course all right um like nothing game breaking like i know a few people have had some game breaking glitches with origins but i i haven't come across any but um no mm. uh, all performance is pretty good like if it see this is another reason why i want to get a like a xbox one x because i want to see that game running like i already mm. played it on a xbox one x at gamescom mm. and i just want to sort of keep doing that you know yeah mm. Yeah, they're the kind of games I'm keen to jump into. I'm waiting for yeah. that for when the patch is up. And like The Witcher 3, man, yeah. that game's going to look good on in 4K. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you, you bring out some other points in your review about like, you know, the story's quite good and especially the relationship between the protagonist and I'm guessing it's some girl cat. Is it Aya? Uh, yeah, his wife, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, don't reveal anything. Spoiler alert. No, jokes. Um, but one thing you did mention, which I have no idea what this is about, but the microtransactions. You said a bound to yeah. kick up a fast. What's what's that all about? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, funnily enough, I don't think we've heard too much about it. Like, there hasn't been quite the the fallout like there was with um the Middle Earth ones for some reason. But um, it's basically the same thing. Like, you, you buy Helix credits and then you can buy you know like different armor for your horses and you can buy different weapons mm. and stuff like that and they're all generally because um like with horizon you know how you had like uh tiered like weapon grading like you got like legendary epic weapons blah 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 yeah. um yeah. assassin's creed has the same sort of thing so like if you yeah. go into the store you can just buy like epic weapons i think i think yeah, oh, they cool. might be legendary actually but um again i've got the same sort of perspective that it's a single player game like who cares um and even like they don't even shy away from the fact that it is to like cater to the people who are time poor and don't want to spend like 60 hours playing a game like that they call their microtransactions time savers like and you can buy credits and you can buy like drachmas for the the game world and all that sort of stuff so i don't have a problem with it i never have had i mean i do have a problem with you know multiplayer based ones that break the game and make it pay to win but that's not this obviously yeah fair enough fair enough and you gave you gave the game a nine which is great to see so obviously if you guys are interested in in reading that review from brody hit us up on the website pressstart.com.au you can read about it all there and obviously we'd love to hear your opinions not only on the review but the game itself if you are playing as well shannon let's jump into your review because you had the chance to review super mario odyssey and you gave it a 10 out of 10 so it must have been bloody fantastic yeah i i really liked it like i'm sure most people have heard about it but i think it's genuinely for me like the first great 3d mario game since 64 like 
I didn't mind Sunshine and Galaxy 1 and 2, but this is definitely on another level. But I know that Brody what? probably doesn't agree with me, so... <gasps> what? No, I, I, I don't put words in my mouth, <laughs> I will not have it. This is only coming from the fact that I don't have that nostalgia attached to it because I never played mm. Mario 64. But um, from what I've played so far, like it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I it's mean, just it's, not ukulele good. It's not <laughs> ukulele good, man. It's not. No. So what, no, it's good. What, what, it is good. I mean, because I'm like I've played a little bit of it. Like obviously, it does have that like '64 kind of feel and nostalgia to it. But I feel like it's pretty solid to stand stand on its own. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Was there was there anything in particular that you're like like what what made you what has made you be like yeah <laughs> I don't know, I just think it's that I'm I'm not that far into it yet I've only just done like what's the first world like with the not the tutorial world sort of but the like Cascade the one, Kingdom with the T Rex yeah no, I, I did the, I've done the one after that with the pyramid okay yep yeah yeah so and I mean it's all good like I'm enjoying sort of discovering different things in the world like getting on that um what's it called the Jaxi odyssey yeah no the jaxi the um the the desert sphinx that you race around on okay yep yep i don't know what it's called i'm talking about i do but i don't know what it's called it's a jaxi taxi but anyway i'm saying come on get get to know the game man i thought you reviewed this (laughs) anyway yeah so i'm I'm sort of having fun like discovering things in the world and all that but i think it's just that i haven't i haven't haven't played enough of it the best parts about it like when i think back they are the nostalgic things that sort of like Nintendo obviously has this huge back catalog and I feel like they yeah. don't really play on that purposefully often. We're in this game more later in the game and after the game. Like they clearly, ev- almost everything is like there to literally like make you think about Mario 64 in your childhood mm. without spoiling it. Uh, you did Can say you that the us? ending was one of your favorite game endings ever. So yeah, but it's if, kind you, of in- if you don't have that nostalgia for 64, like you're probably oh, be like, so you what the hell are you talking about? Well, yeah, like it plays on that almost exclusively, okay. which I think obviously Nintendo fans love and are going to die for. But then if you're not, then uh, the is game that- is not hard. Like I probably died 10 times within the whole game. Like I don't think I died in the last three bosses once, which that's definitely an issue. Mm. Yeah, I found that the, the two or three bosses I've done so far have been really easy. Yeah, yeah it doesn't get any harder and that there's no like well, hard I suppose mode. It's, it's probably for kids, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think it is. It is, but I don't know if you know. Uh, I, like, feel like I feel kids like kids can still enjoy it and die. Like I don't know if kids are necessarily wanting to progress through the story anyway. So it was. It's a um, tough one. It, it was yeah. interesting because you you said Shannon, and obviously when I when I had a chance to play it at yours for a little bit, like there are no lives. If you mm. die, you lose coins. Like yeah. which seem inconsequential. Do, yeah. Do you do you reckon the element of just being like well just give us lives like that would be well yeah for me to- like even recent mario games like the wii u one mario 3d world or whatever it's called like you always had lives and you always had game overs so like there was that tension of being on your last life or knowing you had to go back a level or two like i get that you're not really going to do that here but like you can literally die you probably quick save 30 seconds before and then you can just walk back to where you were like there's literally no punishment Mm. like even if you you died and had to start back at your ship and then had to go back to where you were like at least i don't know i can see both sides of it but for me it was just too easy like the last bosses should have been harder like shouldn't be able to win them first go interesting interesting what were um what were some of your favorite like captures with 
with Cappy? What are you, what are some of like the well, damn that was cool when I became that thing? Um, I don't, there are a lot of them. Like definitely the last one is the best, but I don't want to spoil it. But you could probably have a good was, guess at what it is. Was that the thing you sent me? No, it's like it's the last oh, boss. Um, oh my god! Now I'm interested. There's a lot of there's a lot of good captures. Like a lot of them are like really stupid and gimmicky, but then there's some good ones that like I can tell. I'm going to go back to later and have to really use well to get certain moons. Like I've only gone through it once and I can like, there's like 600 more moons to get. And now I think it's going to get difficult. So that is where the difficulty is. But yeah, there's so many good captures and so many more I've got to find. The T-Rex is probably one of the best. I was surprised they put that up front, to be honest. Like it's just out of this world on a Mario game. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's just so I good. You just have to play it. it. Like, it's just, it, it's crazy. It's part of the adventure. Like, it's really hard to criticize it. Like, it's easy. It's kind of short if you don't care to capture all the moons and go back. But, yeah, it's just unlike anything else. Uh, do you think it's a an easy contestant for Game of the Year? Yes, but I don't know if it'll be looked back on in, say, 10 years like Mario 64 is. Like, I think it is very much about that. Like, I... I already have second thoughts about Zelda looking back now. Like, I think I put Horizon in front of Zelda okay, quite comfortably. Okay. I think, I think like you're saying, though, this is, like, this might not be equivalent of, like, 64 Super Mario. Yeah, it, but it doesn't change the, the game. Like, I don't think it set, like, it doesn't introduce anything new game design-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably I... the f- most fun, just, like, laid-back fun I've had with the game this year, for sure. Do you think it's a good kind of uh, inkling into, like, Nintendo taking a good step forward with Mario into what we've seen? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I don't know what they're going to do next. Like, I still feel like there's more things they could do to break away from traditional Mario kind of things. Mm. I also said in my review, like, I don't think Cappy and the captures are the best thing about this game. Like... I actually think it could have been a better game if it was more reserved and just had your five or six power-ups. Like, I think the best thing is definitely, like, the kingdoms, the platforming, the puzzles. Like, a lot of the captures, just you you do it, use it to get from point A to B, and then that's it. Like, you don't ever see it again. And for me, like, they just sort of take you out of the moment. And they're cool, but they're just cheap, cheap gimmicks, in my opinion. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, once again, guys, if you want to read the review, it is up on the website. Check it out. Like I said, Shannon gave it a 10. So, I mean, it's definitely worth a read slash a play. Um, So, jump on there. Let us know what you think, like always. But before we round out the, the, the podcast, we still got a bit of time. Let's just quickly go through because, I mean, like Paris Games Week just happened. Um, So, let's quickly run through exactly what was announced what we liked, what we're looking forward to, um, and go from there. So first and foremost, Brody, did have you caught up on the news with Paris Game Week? Because I know Shannon, you watched it. Yeah, yeah, I sort of missed a lot of it. I tried to catch up a little bit the next day, and the only things I sort of gleaned from it were that, um, uh, like, there was new God of War footage, there was new Last of Us footage, new Spider-Man footage, but nothing got giving it, given a date. I don't think. Which I was, I was surprised by. I thought things at least one of those games would get a date. Probably God of War, because it's probably the closest. But um, all I've, all I've managed to do so far is probably watch two of the, two of the trailers. 
Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. Well, let's start there. I mean, like, because, I mean, those are quite some of the big ones. God of War, Spider-Man, and The Last of Us, especially Last of Us Part 2. Shannon, it's a brutal video, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, like, it, it, I think it definitely sets the tone of, of what this Last of Us is going to be like. Very, yeah. I it, guess, confronting um, and everything like that. But it was very interesting to see that this time around, we didn't see any any alley in it. Yeah, I'd... I, I actually thought the trailer was pretty poor without any context. Like, not for a yet. lot of the trailer, I was wondering if it was Ali or not. <laughs> no. And even, like, after it, I had to go back and see if it was Ali. Like, I, I don't know if that was their intention to have people confused about who the character was. Like, obviously, you realize eventually it wasn't Ali, but I don't know if this, the next look, like, this is the second trailer, and obviously it's a five minute trailer. Like, I don't know if now was the time to just have a random trailer that like clearly was just all about violence and brutality without the characters or any relation to them but you guys might feel different like it was an awesome trailer but i feel like they could have just saved it six months and had another epic trailer well yeah i definitely i definitely was quite confused in terms of like it left me thinking i'm like well okay who are we following in yeah like we didn't know any of them like the the villains the the good like we didn't know who anyone was Mm. Yeah, and I mean uh, the I guess the the girl and her brother and and, and what we saw like very kind of similar vibes that I or at least I got from like what Ali was like in the first game, um, but then I mean the last trailer we saw I'm really like what's the dude's name the 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 man from the first Joel. one Joel that's it like the first one it was all like oh my god look at this trailer is Joel dead is he alive like. And, like, it's kind of like this one. It's just, like, something totally different. So, it's, it's with even more questions of just, like, who is even the protagonist of this game? Who, whose story are we following? Um, but at the same time, very intriguing, which is The Last of Us has always been something like that. Um, so, it will be it will be cool to see more. Um, but obviously, like you said, Brody, it would be even cooler to get a release date. Uh, for something like that and, it's and, not and coming until like 2019 or 2020 yeah, 2020 <laughs> i reckon oh my Ages god away. so long away um mm. god of war another one we saw extra gameplay which really i mean nothing new like was it the was it e3 we got the big reveal or am i thinking something different it was e3 no. last year for god of war did you last say yeah, yeah yeah right because it was with crash eh? yeah um so nothing too new there. Obviously, like you said, Brody as well. Spider-Man, new footage, new gameplay, which I'm super excited for. Um, I love a good Spider-Man game. So seeing new new gameplay and footage is definitely getting me excited. Um, but once again, nothing crazily new. <laughs> um, I guess just me, uh, following more of Peter Parker and who, who he yeah. essentially will be I, in, in this game. I do think that like Sony are playing it really smart. Like They're just getting so much out of all of these games like and just every time they do one of these events and show all these trailers for games that feel like they're never coming out like it just mm. makes everyone feel like they've got so much upcoming and xbox has nothing even yeah. if some of them I mean, aren't coming out for three years like yeah uh, we we did get a couple of like reveals of of games that we hadn't seen yet one Lucky two Splunky, oh, I totally forgot about, forgot about Splunky 2. What is that game? Because I started watching that trailer and I was like, I don't understand. Well, and I turned sp- it off. Yeah, sp- Splunky w- was basically just like a procedurally generated, like roguelike platforming game that was like really hard, basically. So 
it had a lot of like streamer appeal and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it's just a bit of fun like i just mm. I, I never made it more than like three or four levels in before i'd die so yeah good game yeah. fun one that um looked interesting i mean i i did i was like what's the gameplay exactly like and i feel like it's more gonna be definitely around the the story and i guess the underlining issues but concrete genie was one um that was released did you guys watch the trailer for that one which one is that was that yes. that's not sucker punches is it no so that's the one with the kid that's the guys like that made entwined in i don't know if you remember that from e3 a few years yes. ago yes yeah, oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, anyway that, um that does look adam griswords who was like the old playstation magazine editor he actually sent me a dm overnight and was like he saw a presentation for Congate Dreamy and he thinks that was the best thing they showed at Paris Games Week. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Wow. That's um, that's a big call. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, it does look cool. I am intrigued though, like what? Because essentially, it's like it, it does look like obviously you you paint certain things to help you unlock certain areas or get through the next level. Um, but it also did look like a a game where you could just spend a lot of time creating art. I guess mm. that that comes to life, but um. Obviously, there's also some kind of underlining story, which Untwined had a really nice um, in-depth and deep storyline. So, yeah. um, that would be good to see. That's definitely one on my radar. And um, yeah, the De- other one... You go on. You go? No, I was going to okay. say Detroit because I thought you were going to move on. But yeah, I'm guessing that's where you're going, maybe. I wasn't, but you go. You go. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm excited for Detroit. Like, I got to play it at E3. And obviously, it's been a long time coming. I don't know. I don't mind David Cage games. Like, I really liked Heavy Rain. Like, I played that in it one day and, like, loved it. Beyond Two Souls was a bit weird. But this looks good and controversial, good, interesting, cool, buzzwords. (laughs) I think think, think it's a bit more more topical as well because, you know, like, we're potentially more grounded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Westworld. So, it doesn't like Androids. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Do we have a release date for that yet? It's 2018. Everything's 2018. (laughs) Except for The Last of Us. It it is pretty much the end of 2017, so I would be surprised if anything came out now. (laughs) Oh, good call. (laughs) (laughs) The other one that we saw, we we found out what Sucker Punch has been doing Mm -hmm. um, all this time, and as much as it hurts me, it's not an infamous three, but it does look pretty cool, and I'm going to pronounce this so wrong, but Ghost of... Tsushima? Tsushima. Tsushima. I don't know. But um, yeah, quite cool. Open world, like samurai kind of style game, of, at least of what we can kind of see, which is something that we've always talked on the podcast, especially for like an Assassin's Creed game. We always wanted one with a samurai. So this might come very, very close to it. Um, did you, Brody, did you see the trailer for this one? I didn't, but now you've piqued my interest. Like uh, what I'm picturing in my it. head is like Assassin's Creed like cross like with that Neo game, Neo or however you pronounce it. Yeah, it it's it's very cool. Like they didn't really show any gameplay. They sort of set the scene, but knowing what mm. Sucker Punch have done in the past, like I expect it to be like Assassin's yeah. Creed meets hopefully like Japanese touch ninja. On, like, yeah, hopefully they mm. touch on like supernatural themes as well. Well, it's set like, like I don't know, like thousands of years ago, like early Japanese warriors. Yeah, but that would be cool if definitely. they like yeah involve supernatural things into it. Yeah. A bit of mythology, yeah. Mm. I got the weird. Now that we're talking about Sucker Punch, I did get the weird like urge to go through Second Sun again, which I remember Matt saying as well while we were at PAX. But um, yeah, I'm keen to see what this one's like and and do it. One, 
samurais and two sucker punch so i mean that's <laughs> awesome already um but apart from that that's that's pretty much most of the highlights that we do have up on our website if you guys want to read any more do you guys have anything to add onto that shannon did you have anything else that popped up along that way to no i think, I think we've covered it all there's a few other games but yeah i think 2018 is going to be a really good year yeah. for playstation we didn't really get much this year outside of horizon so very keen yeah that's that's very very true well shall we finish up this podcast with a quick round of what the wiki yes might as well okay okay and okay if, a victory yeah yeah to reveal because i mean we always talk about it the <laughs> there is a lost podcast episode 113 a that never released but weirdly it has popped up live just unexpectedly um gameskeeper <laughs> i don't i have no idea ja- gameskeeper jamie uh brought it to our attention um so with that i'm pretty sure brody won a point in that or someone won a point and now matt and brody are tying both on six um with shannon i think behind on on four or something like that i haven't actually looked at the scores directly um but controversy in the what the wiki world the two oh my the two big chiefs of what the wiki are tied again and matt's <laughs> not happy that he could not be on this podcast to help uh get ahead so brody this is your chance to take the reins from matthew uh shannon are you ready for that yep let's do it okay oh, shannon's gonna kill 6%. me six <laughs> percent oh, on your laptop oh god we gotta i told you to get your charger before we started <laughs> Um, really quickly, if you guys haven't heard the, what, the, what the wiki is, it is the game show where uh, I, the host, will read out a description of a game and the uh, players, and of course you at home, can guess what those are. First to two wins. Let's get into it. Here we go. Oh, sorry. Game? Is it ga- games or characters? The games, obviously. It's games. It's okay, games. Cool. It's games. Yeah. Okay. The game is an upcoming action-adventure video game based on the Marvel Comics superhero. Shannon. Oh, Brody. Spider-Man? It is Spider-Man. Well done. One point to Brody. Shannon, Ooh. you're just a little bit too slow. I know you're I'm out of practice. I'm just watching my battery tick down. <laughs> well, dude, you need to focus on the game, go, okay? Go. Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the game is an open-world action stealth game set in, uh, how do you say that? 1274 feudal Japan. Shannon. The, oh, oh, Shannon. Geez. Ghosts of Cinema. I don't know how you say it. Look, I stuffed up the pronunciation, so I will give you that. One point to uh, Shannon. It was Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to say that's how we're doing it. (laughs) And then this this one is a... I only have a sentence for this. So if you guys are ready, be prepared to jump in. You could probably see a theme coming along here too. Go. The game... Are you, Shannon, are you ready? Are you yes, laugh? go. Okay. The game is an action-adventure game about a boy called Brody. Ash. Ooh. Oh. Yes, Brody. I don't know if his name's Ash. Is it Concrete Genie? <laughs> Brody, it is Concrete Genie. Yay, you took a leap right Brody. there. I know. A little bit easy. I did, like, we did read those articles very quickly before What the Wiki, but um, there we go. Brody, you are ahead of Matthew, and we are going to spring that surprise on Amazing. Matthew when he... Um, gets home so he was gonna be he's gonna be furious um because (laughs) he's just become so passionate about what the wiki so he is going to be throwing stuff across the room um 
But anyway, thank you guys for joining us on the on the podcast. Thank you for playing What the Wiki. Um, Shannon, maybe next time you can try and break that uh, break that lead between you and Matt. But uh, Brody is now ahead. But uh, let's bring an end to what was episode 120 of the Startcast. You can subscribe to us on any podcast service of your choice. But the ones we love to highlight are iTunes, Podbean, and of course, Podcast One. Uh, you can also join the conversation by hitting us up on our social media at PressStartAU as well as hashtagging the Startcast. Uh, I've been your host, Jake Barros. Shannon is messaging me right now. But anyway, my Twitter handle and Instagram is at underscore Jake Barros. Follow me up on there. And before he gets no battery life, Shan Cake, welcome and thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Everyone wants to follow me. <laughs> Say those evil things on the chat. You can follow me Come at ShanCake underscore. No one cares. Verified. Yeah, no one cares. You're verified. <laughs> you have like 300 followers, so it's not no, even a real one. Not true. Continue. That's you. Okay, that's, that, is that it from you? Yeah. Nice. You can also read Shannon's mm. review. Don't forget about that. And obviously joining us as well was Brody. Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DJ. Nice. Great enthusiasm. Anyway, guys. <laughs> it's for Shannon. I'm trying to get it for Shannon. Uh, oh, nice, that's kind nice. of gross. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to uh, end the cast. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. We will see you then. Bye. 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 Shannon, did you survive? Bye.